0: Welcome to the Coyote Educator, a podcast dedicated to coyotes and coyote hunting, where we strive to help beginners, pros, and everyone in between. Now here's your host, Mr. Russell Brown. As the intro said, my name is Russell Brown, and I'll be your host on the Coyote Educator podcast. I'd like to give a little shout out to my good friend, Scott. Thank you for the introduction recording. You are a gentleman and a scholar, sir. So thanks, Alright, so guys, this is our introduction episode, and as such, I'm going to try my best to keep it short and sweet and to the point. Um, I do have a tendency to ramble in real life, so I'm going to try not to do that today. Let's go and get started. I'd like to first talk about why am I doing this podcast. One simple reason. Money. Just kidding. I'm actually doing it because I love it. It is my passion and a driving force in my life. It wasn't always this way. It's only been that really a driving passion for me for the last uh, six years or so, Um, although I have been doing it since late 2008. So again, guys, I'm just doing this um, because I love it. I'm not doing it for the fame or the fortune or recognition or anything else. I just, I love talking about it. I'd like to try to give back a little bit to people that are, you know, beginners. And again, maybe, you know, people uh, that are you know, even better at it than I am, might learn a thing or two. Again, guys, um, I'm just here because I love talking about the sport of chasing coyotes. Next up, I want to talk a little bit about how I got started in this hobby. I'll start by saying, first of all, uh, my dad passed away when I was about well, almost 19, and we had done a lot of shooting and plinking and, you know, just kind of messing around, nothing real serious. So when he passed, you know, I spent several years kind of dealing with that. Then I finished college, got married, Got a career, had two sons, you know, life was pretty busy and I just didn't have much time for outdoor activities, shooting, hunting, anything like that. So although I did it a little bit here and there, you know, wasn't too serious about it. Um, When I was about 26, I started really getting into it a little more, started taking my sons out, my younger son out anyway, you know, target shooting and stuff. Kind of taught him how to use um, firearms safely. And I decided after a, after a while of that, I decided that I wanted to try to get into hunting. But I didn't know what to hunt. You know, there's a lot of lot of game animals across the country, across the world. So, you know, I did a couple of dove hunts with, you know, a friend of mine. And that was fun, you know. You know, I was doing a lot of research also at the same time on the internet mainly. And I stumbled across hunting coyotes. Let me tell you, I mean, I was immediately enthralled by it. Because I found that even in California, you can hunt them year-round. Just with a regular old hunting license, you don't have to have a tags. There's no limits. There's no permit. You know, special permits or seasons or anything. It's 365 days a year, sun up to sun down. I naturally think, "Holy crap! I'm going to kill a million of these things. This is going to be amazing." And I quickly learned, as many of you probably would know, not that easy. Um, I started going out. I bought a, I bought a cheap hand call at, at the local sporting goods store. Made some shooting sticks out of wood. Set up one of my dad's rifles for it you know, went out and thought, here we go. And nothing went out again. Nothing, 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 nothing. Probably went out four or five times solo. Didn't see a single whisker, you know, didn't really know what I was doing. I might've called one in, frankly. I mean, I probably wouldn't have seen it even if I, unless it really got in my, I probably wouldn't have seen anything unless it got right in front of me. So who knows? But I did uh, um, find a friend on a website, uh, forum called California Predators Club. And I'll call him Skeet. He helped me Get my first coyote. He also has developed into a lifelong friend. That we've been through a lot together, ups and downs in life. So, and I think that's a great part of uh, this, you know, making memories, making friendships, uh, making connections, just getting out there and doing all those things. So, uh, Skeet took me out a couple of times. I didn't see anything. I think the third time we got just the third day. It's one of the stands we got just ran over. Two coyotes just blew by us, and I didn't know what to do. I mean, I was caught completely off guard. He still might tease me about it, you know, from time to time today. I was super excited. I mean, even though I didn't get a shot off or even really get my gun on them at all, kind of lit that fire again because it was starting to fade a little bit because we I was getting a little frustrated. But, you know, just seeing those two come flying in and flying out, it was pretty awesome and really kind of helped um, get me hooked. On December 31st of 2008, like I said, late 2008 is when I kind of got into this, New Year's Eve... Day I was out with Skeet and uh, I heard him, we're sitting there and I'm, you know, and I'm not expecting to see much at this point, you know, I'm like thinking, I'm rethinking this whole thing. So I look to my left and he's saying on the left, on the left. So I just kind of moved my gun over my 243 rifle and, you know, pretty much he read the script. I figured out what finally what to do apparently. So I moved my gun a little to the left on the, on the big old Harris bipod and uh, boom, big male coyote down. And pretty much from there, it's been you know, it's always been on my mind. That's, uh, I mean, honestly, I, I have a few you know life changing watershed moments in my life that I won't bore you with, but that was one of them. You know, it's uh, it really sounds a little over dramatic maybe, but it 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 really changed the course of my life. Just that one shot, and uh, I I owe a big debt of gratitude to Skeet for helping me get there and uh, get that coyote. You know, I do have some pictures I like to look at from time to time. I wish that we had taken one together, him and I, on that first one, but I just didn't. We didn't think of it at the time, I guess. So there's that. Um, Also on CPC, California Predators Club, I met Bob Morris, a Fox Pro Field staff member, and uh, he taught me a ton about shotgunning coyotes, calling him in. Just really taught me, you know, some of the finer details that you, you know, so to speak. And uh, so I also owe him a huge debt of gratitude. So continuing on, you know, I usually killed a couple a year for a couple of years there, two or three, 2000, September of 2011, I ended up uh, getting separated and divorced. So that took a lot of my energy, I guess you might say, um, emotional energy and time as I was helping raise my kids, uh, you know, 50% of the time and, and working and maintaining a household on my own and all that. So I never lost it entirely, but you know, it definitely got backburnered quite quite a bit with all that stuff going on in my life. About six years ago, I got 28 in a season. Whereas when I, you know, I, in the four or five, six years after my separation, I got one, two a year. You know, I went a few times, wasn't too serious about it. But like I said, about six years ago, I got 28 and man, I thought I was something else. I mean, I was on fire. I mean, that's, that's a pretty big jump for, you know, to, for a guy to go from... One, two three a year to, to 28 you know so and ever since then it's increased every season I keep religious count of, of my numbers of kills so I do know exactly how many I've gotten over the last uh, of the six the last six seasons so that's kind of where that happened so really all the the big point of all that was you know I had friends that helped me get to where I'm at today taught me a lot so I kind of want to give back a little bit and also learn at the same time you know that's my job. I'm a t- an elementary school teacher and I do teach, but I also learn from that every day. You, you never, I feel like you never stop learning in life. So I do want to talk with you and teach and learn. All right, guys. So, um, so like I said, that's kind of a, how I got into this, uh, sport. Next up, I want to talk about qualifications. My wife says that I should you know take credit and I don't like toot my own horn but she insists that you know that I that I'm pretty good at this and that I should own that you know I should take some credit for it. So I just want to talk about some of the things that I've done that would help qualify me to talk to you about hunting coyotes. I have as I said I keep religious track of of my kills. I have killed over 400 across 10 states mostly in California, to be honest. Um, I have the last four or five, maybe four years, I've been chasing them, you know, driving to other states, flying to other states, just doing different things. It's been a real nice, you know, change of scenery for me and, 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 and like a new challenge that I've really enjoyed. I've hunted uh, in New Mexico, Texas, and Idaho uh, doing thermal, you know, which was a lot of fun and I did pretty well considering I don't have uh, much experience with that. Also, recently I did a helicopter hunt in the great state of Oklahoma. I finally found an organization, a company that does coyote-only hunts. So I booked it, flew out there, and did that. I do count that in my 10, to be fair. I don't know. It was pretty expensive, though, and uh, it was uh, really a lifetime, you know, hunt of a lifetime. So um, I do count that one. Some people might not agree with that, but it's my count, and I'm going to count it. You know, I've done a fair amount of hunting, you know, in my life doing this. Um, I'm pretty dedicated. I spend pretty much every free minute that I'm not busy with work or family from probably about mid-September after dove season ends to mid-May when it gets, or end of May, just depending on the weather. It does get pretty uh, hot where I live. All right, folks, so next up, um, I want to take a minute to talk about what to expect from this podcast. So as of right now, I have four interviews lined up. I have two uh, two good friends of mine, including the aforementioned Skeet. A couple, of, So two friends and two other guys. Um, I'm going to be doing gear reviews, kind of gear walkthroughs, talking about what I use, what works for me. Hopefully it works for a few of you out there. Um, I'm going to be sharing tips and tricks, um, just little things that I've picked up, general thoughts on coyote hunting, things to do, things not to do. I'm gonna be talking a lot about sounds. I feel like sounds are pretty much the most important aspect of you know, this hobby. I'm hoping to do one or two, uh, listener Q and A's. So hopefully I can address questions that people have. Oh, another fun thing I want to do is, and I, I heard this on another podcast. It was kind of a little different though. Um, they did, I can't re- honestly cannot remember which podcast it is. Um, but they did like a coyote draft like sports. Um, so they were like, you know, they got picks and they talked about who they would pick for their coyote hunting dream team. You know, do you want Les Anderson and Al Morris, Tony Tebby, and someone else. I don't know. So it was a pretty, I thought a pretty entertaining podcast. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a Coyote Hunter Hall of Fame, just kind of a fun little unofficial thing. Um, I've got about seven names on that list so far. I'm hoping to go back as far as I can, hoping to do modern folks and what would you call it? Historical figures, you know, so to speak, maybe people that aren't uh, around anymore, but they were pioneers in the, you know, in the field decades ago. So I'm looking forward to that one. I've kind of been Jotting notes and working on that one a little bit here and there. That'll be in a few uh, episodes, but I'm looking forward to that one. Now, I will be honest that there are some areas I'm not an expert in. Take uh, thermal hunting. You know, not an expert being, you know, living in California decoy dogging, which I have not done, although I am going to be doing it here uh, soon, actually, in a couple of weeks in Utah and Montana. So super excited about that one. So basically my plan for those um, uh, those areas is you know I'm not an expert, so I'm not going to pretend like I am one to you. I'm not going to fake it, but I'm going to try my hardest to get people that are quote unquote experts in those areas to come in and talk with me so that I can learn and then you can learn as well. I'm definitely looking forward to that. Just some of the things you can expect from the TCE podcast. All right, guys. So last up, I want to talk about communication. Okay. I want to talk about communication, communication with you as or the listeners. Best way to reach me would be uh, Russell Brown on uh, Facebook. R-U-S-S-E-L-L. Brown like the color. So you can hit me up there um, or you can email me at coyotejesus79 at gmail.com, coyotejesus79 at gmail.com. I'm really looking to get some constructive feedback from people. Um, If you think I'm doing something great, if you think I'm doing something terrible, if you think I should box this microphone up and send it back to Amazon, then let me know. But hopefully I'm really more hoping for constructive criticism, ideas, feedback, interviews, um, anything like that. So please just hit me up. We will kind of take it from there. On our next episode, guys, it's going to be, why be a predator hunter? And okay, I'll be sharing my thoughts on that. Okay, why do we do what we do? Some of the benefits, you know, and maybe some of the drawbacks too. I mean, I I, I believe that it's, I mean, if you are dedicated enough to it, um, like I am, you know, you have to have a supportive family and supportive friends. But it can be hard on relationships. You know, it can be hard on your wallet. It can be hard on your body. I'm 44 years old and I've definitely dinged myself up. You know, more than once out in the field, twisted the old ankle, gotten scratched up by bushes, just lack of sleep from getting up, you know, having to stay up a little later than you want and then get up at 4 30 in the morning. You know, there are some drawbacks to it, so I want to talk about that. Um, I'll be tossing in a few um, tips and observations that I have, so I'll be listening for that. All right, so I'm going to try to wrap this up now um, so I don't get too rambly. So please uh, look for that episode. I'll be, should be dropping this one and that one at the same time. I'm trying to get this uh, ball rolling, so please take a listen. And if you are so inclined, send me some feedback. All right. I'd really appreciate that. All right, guys. So thank you for joining me on the TCE podcast. I will see you next time. Have a great day.